Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Podcasting is Praxis. My name is Rob and tonight I am joined by David Oneyear. Hello. And I have with me James. Hello. And Alistair. Hello. And Jamie. All right. Everybody, how's everybody doing? Uh, I'm very confused that you've done this in a very somewhat random order, not not the order that we are on the Discord call, so <laughs> I don't know what to make of that, to be honest. Our second pod dad is picking his favourites. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, tonight we finally figure out which one among you is my favourite of the pod children. Five podcasters that Rob likes. The answer may surprise you. <laughs> well, they may actually, if you all behave very well tonight, there will be presents this evening. Uh, I, ha- I hate your presents. Yeah, I've felt <laughs> before. Is, is, is you... the present another comment or commentariat with fucking Jordan Peterson as the topic? It, it, it is actually not, although now that you've said it, I feel bad that it isn't. No, no, I'll take not. Not is fine. Not is good. Oh, actually, on on the topic of Jordan Peterson, actually, just while we're here, in Dallas, <laughs> um, Fuck. actually, I, I had an article submitted to me by one of my um, wonderful helpers. Um, I Sarah Ditton, Um Women already have a Jordan Peterson. Uh oh. And it is. <laughs> is that what they're calling them now? <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. a hell of a read. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna touch on it. It's just. It's there. It exists, and it's on the Cow okay. website again. So, this is a this is a teaser for future episodes. Or, um, if you don't behave yourself, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lump of coal of podcast topics. <laughs> well, shall we just get started with a little lump of coal number one? And it brings me great joy to to tell you all that. Um, the future king to be William and his lovely bride Kate are on a lovely choo-choo train. Aww. And they're visiting all the people to say thank you very much for looking after the NHS. That's very considerate of them. I imagine they're riding some kind of Thomas the Tank Engine type contraption at the moment. Um, what, I a just, train? Well, with like a, big, like a terrifying <laughs> face on the front of it. <laughs> oh. So, sorry, hang on. They're going around as a COVID vector, basically. Yes. Well, you might say that, but others might say it's... Uh, Exhilarating ride through the, throughout the country to inspire the populace. Yes. Who doesn't that, feel? What is it about people who own castles and or stay in castles and fucking breaching COVID rules? <laughs> well, I mean, I think they're, they're, there's a lower chance of them giving it to people because they are on the British Royal Train. Which the is what? an actual thing. They have their own, the Royal Family has its own train. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it feels like this is just another symptom of the brain disease that you get from being, you know, fantastically wealthy. <laughs> Do you know how we have that thing generally as leftists where train is good? I think we might have fir- encountered our first ever example of train is bad. Who owns the train? Well, I mean, I mean, the train itself isn't, isn't the, the thing that is bad here. It's like a police horse isn't the thing, but the horse itself isn't the bad thing. It's the other component that makes it uh, not so good. I don't know. It sounds like a royalist train to me. The current train, uh, David, is owned by Network Rail um, and maintained by whoever. Oh, right. Uh, so and... the royals get nationalised rail, but we yes, fucking don't. Yes, yes, um... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Socialism, but with monarchist principles. <laughs> 
the current the current royal train has a set of claret coloured liveried sleeper dining and lounge carriages. Do you reckon that? Do you, do you remember those, British those... rail sandwiches? Sounds do fucking great. Those, do you reckon they got any of those funky toilets on there that if you push the button wrong, it just opens slowly and shows oh, the entire right. world you no, shitting? No, don't fucking start me on toilet. <laughs> right, Virgin fucking trains. Okay, the toilet on the Virgin trains used to go on about how good it was that it was a private toilet and it hated when it was a publicly owned toilet. It would proselytise to you about the fucking dangers of nationalisation as you were trying to shit in it. How how good are these drugs they've got you on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. This this was a thing. David spent, had to spend a lot of time in the virgin bathroom because the opiates have kind of you know stopped him up. And during his hallucinations brought on by the straining, he just heard Richard Branson whistling, whispering uh, through the door to him, saying, "Do you know it's good that this toilet is a private toilet? You wouldn't want to be public, would you?" I, c- I could totally believe that Richard Branson does that with his free time, to be honest. Like. As, some, as someone who had to used to have to drive around like various rural towns for a living, yes, I do fucking wish that more toilets were public toilets because they don't fucking exist anymore. Yeah. 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 Well, to bring and- us back on, uh, back on topic, uh, Rob, you said that the Royal Train has a sleeper car, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Do you think Prince Andrew's ever bo- borrowed it? Oh! <laughs> 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 Well, I'm not sure there are underground links to Little St. James yet, so... <laughs> Going out to International Railway. <laughs> <laughs> well, as part of Brexit, they're just going to close the Channel Tunnel and build a very specific one to the Caribbean. Well, this actually, this makes a lot of sense, because France... Didn't France not used to have age of consent laws? I, you would know this probably. 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 Uh, how how would I know this better than you? I mean, how dare you? How dare yeah, you? That, that's that's pretty fucking savage. That's one honest, of those like. things that feels like emotionally true, if not factually true. Well, I mean, factual factually, everywhere used to not have laws. Like, okay, <laughs> much to think about with that one. <laughs> oh oh wow! Uh, French law has an oh my god! So I heard about this because there was a thing about changing it. French law has an age of sexual majority at 15, but no age below which a minor cannot be deemed to consent. Oh, boy. So uh, that is exceptionally French. Yeah, so if you, take, if you take the royal train and you take the Eurotunnel's existence, suddenly these, these things start to make a lot more sense. And it, yeah, it's like Snowpiercer for nonsense. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> But apparently, as part of their tour, the Duke and Duchess have become the joint patrons of NHS charities together. Apparently, there are 240 UK NHS charities which provide like healthcare is a charity. Do you know what would make this completely perfect is if the Royal Train like is being pulled by Captain Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's up front shoveling coal into the fucking firebox. Why? Why do uh, NHS charities exist? It's because we we are in the we are the worst civilization. Because how else are we going to extract vital resources from elderly people? (laughs) (laughs) I can think of a way. By the way, speaking of uh, of um, Captain Tom, did you see it made the rounds on Twitter? But it'll soon be on a newsstand near you. um, Mm. That. Sir, uh, Captain Sir Tor Moore is apparently GQ's in inspiration of the year. 
It's a shockingly awful cover, by the way. It, he looks like a sort of demented vampiric uh, Churchill. I'll put it. He looked like Pinochet. <laughs> <laughs> what? He does. What? They take a photo of him kicking a leftist out of a helicopter or some shit. What the fuck? No, just sat on a throne with a bunch of medals. It was. Yeah, just, I've, uh... I've posted it in the group chat. Enjoy oh it. my god. Oh yeah. dear. I, I think you're overselling it a little bit by calling that a throne. It's very throne-like. He's got Listen, like the wheelchairs are throne-like. At that age, any chair he sits down in is a risk and is therefore a throne. <laughs> See, I was Jesus thinking you mean that at, at his age, any chair he sits down on might as well be a porcelain throne. But I mean, I thought that might be a bit dark for you, David. That that was the joke. Oh, was the joke? Shit, cut this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, I'm still on my second coffee. Fuck off. Who, wait, which one of you is on the goofballs again? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, at least it was my turn to do that. <laughs> Tavy's got an excuse. What's yours? My excuse is that I got distracted, double-checking that France really isn't barbarous. Apparently, apparently <laughs> Google lied to me. Apparently, actually, they did set the age of consent at 15, but it was set... Can you get... Okay, here's a joke. Can you guess what year France finally set the age of consent to 15? 2020. This year. 15. 2018. So... <laughs> that, that was perfect. Were there a bunch of angry French people just out with baguettes, like, waving them around? I, you know, I mean, I, I say that. I've got a lot of respect for the French striking at the drop yeah, of Yeah, it hat. sounds like it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, no, no. <laughs> Were they all out in, like, stripy jumpers with a string of onions around their necks, the fucking pricks? Oh, no, no, oh. actually, sorry, sorry. It turns out it's even more complicated than that. It's even more complicated than that. Uh, apparently, they wrote the age of sexual majority at 15, right? But they didn't actually put anything in law to say that you can't consent to sex when you're under that age. Yeah, figure that oh. one out. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, more like a, it's more like a guideline. Just fucking France, man. Like, what the hell? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. No, no. <laughs> anyway, speaking of France, shall we turn uh, onwards and upwards to sort of the next topic of discussion? For what, you mean, you mean it's not, like, top quality podcast content to be doing the, the sort of slash between French pedophiles and Captain Tom shitting himself? <laughs> no, I think that's probably the best Should thing we move on? <laughs> I want to move on to something more boring, yes. Yeah, we might need to excise that whole first section, to be honest. I'm pretty sure that's liable <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. Fuck what, me, the Captain Tom shocking. shits himself? No, he probably does shit himself. Whom's among us? You hear that, Captain Tom? Come at us. <laughs> <laughs> at Wizard Cubes on Twitter, let's go. <laughs> oh. Apparently, it's his daughter, though, who looks. Uh, who's. who's his PR machine. Uh, from oh, I, I feel I've embraced the chaos energy and it's not, it's not going well. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure I've got some tramadol in the cupboard. I could join you, David. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is too much. <laughs> <sighs> I just realised, David, we're being a fucking stereotype on here. The two Scots talking about <laughs> casual drug <laughs> abuse. <laughs> <laughs> I were all stereotypes, man. You can't see, but I'm actually outside with my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, move us on. Let's let's do yes, yeah, please. Let's 
Yeah. Um, anyway, to sort of drag us back onto topic, um, in in in, a, in an escalating series of good news, um, mm-hmm. water is now being traded on Wall Street as a commodity. So besides oil, you can now also buy water, and I'm sure that's not going to be you know the future we're all headed to. I do enjoy that you can now trade on water futures in Scotland. Can you do it in Scotland as well? Apparently, the first like global market has only just opened, and it's for California, which is essentially dying Ooh. already. No, no, I just mean that us in Scotland can literally like sign in online and do trades. Really? As far as I know, there's nothing stopping you legally trading in a market. So yeah, and essentially, you can only buy futures. Uh, so you can only like buy an X amount of water uh, in in the future, but. Uh, fortunately, uh, you will never have to take actual delivery of the water. You just have to either pay the pay the price or, or trade it onwards, which right, essentially so like when we were planning on buying all that oil that we had to take delivery of. Yeah, if we just wait for the price of water to crash. Mm-hmm. Are we? Are we we'll be swimming in it? Yeah, it has to be said. Water is definitely easier to take delivery of. Do you know what I mean? Just tip it on the fucking lawn if I'm not in. <laughs> I mean, Jamie, how, is... how well do you think you could cope with like a hundred metric tons of water just dumped on your lawn one day? Uh, yeah, um, I, I don't live in know. England, mate. Like that happens like <laughs> on the regular. He's got you there. I'm just, I'm just picturing them like they're doing all these trades, and Lemmy just strolls up to him and goes, "Hey, mate, mate." Let me show you something. Takes him to a house in Glasgow. <laughs> oh fuck! So I, I'm, I, I don't, I really hesitate to drag us into fucking economics again. But what if, what are futures? Uh, futures are essentially is where you, um, like you, let's say you're an almond farmer in California, and in six months you know you're going to need a whole bunch of water to water your crop. What you want to, what you want to do is essentially buy yourself security. So you buy water now for for the current price for delivery in six months so it's like a you you project forwards into the into the future oh so it's just like having stuff delivered by dpd (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's not a bad analogy actually it is except you you told what the price is going to be now and then it may not actually be the price of it then but you're paying now basically it's basically essentially it's 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 a buying something from Paddy Power, but it's delivered through DPD. <laughs> and that's that's why it ends up haphazardly dumped on your lawn, of course. Yes. Yeah. I mean, essentially, it's 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 a bet. Like, I buy my water now because I think in six months it's going to be more expensive. So, if in six months it's going to be it's more expensive, I'll have made quote unquote a profit because I've paid less. If water in six months is less expensive, then I'll have lost money. So, essentially, it's just it's a it's a bet on on the price of water in the future. It's kind of designed to screw over farmers in good times, essentially. Um, though it does also like. It all it all arises out of farming and the idea that you could have crop collapses essentially, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and essentially in California, California is drying out incredibly rapidly. Like they've drained like their underground water systems, the aquifers, very quickly, and because the last years they've had all those uh, giant forest fires and not enough rain, like they're not getting replenished. Like California's agricultural systems are incredibly under threat. And this is essentially a way of making money off that threat. So can I actually talk a little bit about the water markets in California? Because there is actually an interesting story here. Yeah, go. 
so okay, California has problems with water. The reason California has problems with water is it's be- and actually no, actually know this one. The reason yeah, California has problems with water is because Tom Selleck keeps fucking stealing it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you know this, Jamie. Do you want to tell the rest of the story? <laughs> that's literally all. That's literally all I remember. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, basically, it's to do with naked corruption in the water market in California, whereby the agribusinesses are just hoovering it up um, at the expense of the citizenry. And this includes a whole bunch of celebrity-backed like farm ventures, where they basically commercialized and commodified like the farming. And where it gets really fucking weird is pistachio nuts. Okay. There's a, there's a documentary you can find online about this. I'll need to, to look it up, but I think it's called Pistachio Wars. And essentially, pistachios take a ton of fucking water to grow. They are the worst crop you could possibly grow in California. But California has made them like a thing. And so now there are like, you know, um, like oceans of water being dumped into fucking pistachios in California. Do you want to guess which country in the earth, other than California, which, okay, California's a state, but you get the idea, which country in the earth actually is competitive in the growing of pistachios? Cuba. Uh, but you're, on I'll, the right, I'll, you're on the Venezuela. right track. Venezuela. Venezuela. Nope. Sealand. Syria. <laughs> uh, you're, you're close there. It's Iran. Iran. <laughs> oh, yeah. Compet- yeah. So this has led to, and I really shit you not, in order to maintain their near monopoly on pistachio sales in the United States, these oligarchs have done two things. They have essentially, you know, privately bought up the water networks in California, and they have lobbied the US government to keep sanctions on Iran <laughs> so that their pistachios can't compete. Um, yes! Yes! I love this! This is perfect! <laughs> that yeah, is some real, real country shit, like... So, like, the whole reason water futures are trading in California is purely because agribusiness has fucked up their water market. Like, don't get me wrong, there are deep problems with the way they've been draining the aquifers, but it all comes down, it all comes down to agricultural mismanagement by oligarchs. And it's just nuts. It's just absolutely nuts. Hey! (laughs) Thank you. uh, I I was hoping that one would land. Yeah, uh, Jamie. By the way, um, if you if you took delivery of like the smallest size uh, water unit, um, as you say, to water your garden, it is approximately three point two six million gallons of water. Is that so, a lot? <laughs> um, I'm going to hazard a guess and say yes. That's a, a, a an insane amount. That's like a lake's worth of water, essentially. That's fine. I live on a hill. It'll just drain away. <laughs> What I don't know about water futures is it is it they're trading on water futures on the California infrastructure because that would make sense to me that this is where this comes from. Um, the, no, the it. How do you mean trading on? Well, okay, so it has to be backed by physical commodity, right? No, Before it doesn't. It... Nope. It, this is all contracts are settled purely financially. There is no in the case of the oil thing a few like a few months ago. Where, people, where the price of oil went negative because people were so worried about having to take delivery. This new market explicitly um, does not re- mandate anybody to ever take delivery of the water they've bought futures in. Okay. But where, <laughs> sorry, where is the water, the nominal water being sourced from is the question. That's a, probably yes. in California somewhere from from the California water system. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what that's what I was asking. Right? Okay. They can't get it. They can't get it from California because California dumps all of its water in the ocean because of those fish or some shit. What? <laughs> what? 
I, re I remember Donald Trump was very clear on this matter. That's why they've got no water in California because they need to moisten fish. <laughs> Donald Trump um, warns California will have to ration water because it dumps so much in the sea to help certain little tiny fish. <laughs> this is this is probably some insane mangling of an actual thing in like estuaries or something. Where, oh, it's where something that he's half held. Yeah. It's always yeah. Something. yeah. Oh, there's always there's always like a a, a a nugget of truth if you can dig far enough. Like, but yeah, just the idea that they're just dumping helicopters full of water and directly into the ocean. That it's why they couldn't put out those fires <laughs> because of the dry fish. Yeah, they, they save Fuck all the water me. to moisten the moisten the trout or whatever the fuck. In apparent reference to 1.4 trillion gallons of water that California reportedly dumped into the San Francisco Bay between 2008 and 2016 in an attempt to save the Delta Smelt's dwindling population. Normal. Well, I mean, leadership is about choices. Mm. <laughs> to governors to moisten fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, Rob, what, what uh, other fucking delights have you got for us? I want to talk about one of the big things that is being held up as the, the brave new things that the UK can do once it's finally released uh, of its Brexit shackles, of, of its EU shackles even, um, and that's Freeport. I don't know if you guys remember that this, like, it's been kicking around, like, the Tories have been mentioning it on and off for a while now. I don't know if you guys heard of it, it somewhere in the margin. I'm going to assume you mm -hmm. did. Is, it, mm -hmm. is, is the gist of it that we're going to cast off the shackles of our European oppressors and run amok? Pretty much, yes. In, in very interesting oh. um, and ways related, surprisingly, uh, quite and quite extensively, to art theft. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, so it is totally related to my Legend of the Seven Seas campaign. Cool. All right, carry on. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, part of this... Part of the idea of revitalization of like coastal economies and like the the northern lighthouse or whatever the next thing is going to be there, um, northern lighthouse <laughs> is uh, this thing called freeports. And freeports are essentially um, economic zones where zero to very very little tax is paid by corporations, um, and they they have a very long sort of real history. Um, where you park <laughs> shit that's... There Sorry, you... real history just set me off. <laughs> real history for a real country. I'm just sorry. Ever since you started talking about freeports, I've just had in my head, uh, you know, a dancing animation of yo ho fiddle dee dee, just like real well, not... lime limewire two thousands energy kind of coming. Through <laughs> from you're, you're, you're not far off because essentially what they were originally meant for is for shit that's in transit. So like, if you brought in, I don't know. Uh, oh, is this the thing? Is this the thing where you buy art and then you just like leave yes. it in a shipping yes. container somewhere yes. and forget that it that's exists? That's exactly what this is. Um, but it's all good. Uh, yeah. Um, so originally they were just designed literally as like a, a storage facility. Um, if you wanted to ship something, I don't know, from New York to Moscow, but you wanted to park it somewhere for a few weeks and the UK would say, okay, we'll do it. And we won't charge you tax because it's clearly just passing through. So that was the original intention by now they have, thanks to the magic and wonders of, uh, global capital evolved into permanent storage lockers for very expensive things and giant tax dodges. Oh, rich people are just 
thick as fuck like can they not all just get on like Elon Musk's rocket and fuck off to Mars and just let the rest of us have a normal planet for once do you know I just I just fucking it's like oh now there's like a whole network of secret fucking ports where the Illuminati stash like fucking like paintings of houses or some shit <laughs> All right, so essentially the, the gist of this, while they are inside the geographical borders of, of a country like the UK, they are essentially outside its customs borders. Oh, man, everything's bullshit. Yes. I've been saying this for weeks now. Nothing, nothing is real. Everything is fake bullshit, not... Nothing, nothing matters anymore. <laughs> there's a there's a girl on um who got like her video got passed around Twitter and it's her on TikTok holding up like a five I think it's a five euro like bill and then holding up a like a fifty euro bill and basically saying these these are just pieces of paper they are the same and she's getting like pilloried by a whole bunch of people but she's she is not correct. wrong yeah she she like. Uh, it's a very it's it, it's like one of these things where it's like oh that's a very dumb argument and then if you know a little bit economics it's clear how it's very dumb and if you know a little bit more economics it's like oh well, okay yeah no it's still dumb for very complicated reasons but if you know a lot about economics it's absolutely correct yeah. anyway, it's like I, it wraps I, back I mean, around I wanna, again i want to try to drag <laughs> us back into the freeport thing because like it's, it's it's a little bit complicated but i i find it very interesting um, so they'll, yeah, so like, well, that, that, like that'll, just, that'll surely make good content. <laughs> <laughs> you see, ladies and gentlemen listening at home, see what the kind of damage being on a podcast does to you. Don't let this happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the best known free ports in the world are located currently in Luxembourg, Geneva, Monaco, Delaware, and there's one being planned in, in Beijing in China. A series of extremely normal places. A series um, of extremely normal places that are Delaware speaking, seems exceedingly normal, frankly, in comparison to everything else. It's because that Delaware is like the tax dodge haven of the United States. Oh yeah, it is it? That's Where because all, those, all like, the companies um, are incorporated. Subprime in mortgages Delaware. and everything. Oh, subprime yes, uh, yes. car loans are registered. And all the credit card companies and stuff are yeah, rel- yeah, yeah, registered yeah. in Delaware. Isn't uh, wasn't Joe Biden a senator from Delaware? He is. Yep. Yes. Guess who? Uh, guess who lobbied uh, Joe Biden to to do their bidding? Yeah. Um, anyway, so what happens is a firm can import goods into a free port without paying tariffs. Um, so they can import like component parts of, let's say, a car um, without paying tariffs. They can turn the part into a car and then uh, pay the lowest tariff either on the component parts or the car itself, whichever one is lowest. Um, or they can Fucking. then export the car from the UK Freeport to Germany or something and then not pay any tax in the UK at all. Not for long. Uh, yeah, but or Russia or India or wherever the fuck. But, um, you know, essentially it's a way for companies. They can import all the component parts, make them into a car and then sell their car onto a third country without paying any substantial import or export taxes to the UK government. I don't know if I'm right about this, but was that not like a constituent part anyway of being in the EU? It was a yes. It is. I mean, that's essentially one of the big things of the um, of the common market. Yeah. When when we leave the EU um, on January the first without a deal, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna continue going to the EU as I normally would, uh, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say no. I'm a car part, mate. <laughs> uh, just, just like no, 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 no. The taxes don't apply. Just, just, just put the lowest one on there. It's fine. Don't worry about it. 
yeah. it's all it's all like just no yeah yeah my name is muffler um car park that's, that's just <laughs> that's just how my documentation documentation comes along uh, just, just don't don't think about it just just sign it you know attach a gold fringe to my car so that i can't yeah. be taxed <laughs> <laughs> And weirdly enough, the use of, of, of Freeport um, as a storage function, essentially, um, has grown a lot since the EU established the Savings Directive in 2010, I think, um, which is part of the EU's response to bank secrecy, essentially to have Switzerland and other places, you know, show who owns what accounts and, and that kind of stuff. So what's happened now is rich people have switched from having money in their own accounts in Switzerland or France or London or something, but they are parking it in offshore corporate entities. This is the stuff about the Panama Papers, and if you yeah. remember that. Um, and they've switched all their money into corporate accounts, and neither of which, so the offshores or corporate accounts have to report anything to either London authorities or EU authorities or US do you know? Do you know what it is? If having all that money is such a fucking burden to them, they could just give it to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guarantee, I guarantee it'll not bother them anymore once, I, once I've got a hold of it. They can yeah. dump it on your lawn alongside all the fucking water, can't they? <laughs> Just mix yeah. it all in, whatever. It's a big, soggy wad of cash, yeah. I'm going to go into the bank could... and turn my account into a financial free port. And all the rich yes. people can just put yeah. their money. I just, I just in love that you're trying account. to drag you're trying to drag me for water in my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's just fucking madness, yeah. clearly. <clears throat> It won't be that when you've turned the entirety of fucking Newcastle upon Tyne into fucking Keppel Kellen 2. <laughs> It'll be Newcastle under Tyne by that point, to be honest. <laughs> I just I, I just don't think that like the fucking do you know what I mean? The the un, unrealistic part of my plan to like, do you know what I mean, secretly steal all of California's water was what I was gonna do with it when it arrived. <laughs> um yeah. So apart from moving money essentially into offshore accounts, the other thing they've done, rich people, um, is they've moved a lot of their money into art and other portable valuables, and they've parked these in free ports. So they don't have to pay any taxes on it. Um, they don't have to pay high insurance for like hanging it in the house. Uh, they don't have to worry about anything. Essentially, they park it in a dark vault in Geneva or in a free port coming to the UK uh, soon. And then just wait for it to appreciate in value because I also don't have to pay the taxes over the increases in value. So essentially, it's just a way of hiding money away from um, the tax man in any country in the world. It's essentially a black hole where money disappears into. Again, though, they could just give it to me. <laughs> Do you know, the more you learn this, the more I begin to think, you know, those free men of the land with their, you know, admiralty fringes on their flags and all, like as David was referencing, do you think they were fairly normal people? And then one day, like, fucking Lovecraftian style, they got kind of exposed to the pure existential horror of, like, the Freeport system and all the other fucking bullshit. And their brains just went, you know, crack ping, and they decided, I'm a car muffler. Do you think that was <laughs> yeah. how, this, how they got started? Yeah. You read one chapter of the Economicon, and that's you. <laughs> <laughs> These drugs have both a positive and a negative effect on me. <laughs> Is it like is it like Fallout? You've got like plus two. To <laughs> yeah, David, try and wash it down. No, actually, don't wash it down with any alcohol. That's not that's not even funny. Yeah. All right, so free ports can be um, they can be seaports as well as airports. The Geneva one is next to the airport, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And there's currently ten being planned in the UK, um, and seven are already out for tender. So northern communities are currently bidding on the privilege for 
hosting such a, a, a freeport in their locale? Uh, if they open one in my locale, I'm going to go and rob it. <laughs> you should. No, I'm, I'm actually thinking, Jamie, that we should we should get into alchemy. We should really get into alchemy. We should get into the transformation of elements and turn all these airports and seaports into fireports, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, it's probably not a good idea to put Jamie around all that much lead, if I'm honest. <laughs> now, the Tories will tell you um, that these free ports are a great way because they are a very low tax zone um, that will drive investment and growth and will create local jobs in northern communities that are deprived, blah, 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 blah. But of course, what happens is not that. What happens is that businesses that are not inside the zone, uh, the, the Freeport zone, but just outside it, just pack up and move into the zone. So instead of creating new uh, economic activity, they just displace it from the region around it. So they just suck it in instead of creating something new. Um, so there's like a, there's very little evidence to show that like if you create a free port, you would actually create new employment instead so of just displacing what you're saying it. Is, what you're saying is it's just an inconvenience. Like they open they open a free port, and like the guy with the fucking hot dog van has to move it 200 yards down the road so that he's in the zone. Yeah, exactly. And then he doesn't have to pay um, tax for importing the hot dogs from the Ukraine or wherever the fuck they're going to come from post Brexit. <laughs> From California's from California's world famous hot dog orchard. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that so much like economic theory at heart is this wonderful notion that you can cut taxes and somehow raise revenues. Yes. I love it. That's yeah. what all of this shit turns into. That's what from all this... like trickle down theory to this bullshit. So they are essentially quite very bad at creating new employment, but they are really very very good as as we were talking about earlier if you are a rich fuck who wants to avoid taxes i was gonna say have we have we, have we ever i mean in the last five years really ever been under the pretense that any of this shit is ever in aid of raising revenues and not funneling money into it is an aid of raising revenues just not yours well weirdly enough the uk did have um about 30 zones set up that were remarkably like free ports from i think 2004 to 2012 and they did essentially squat that's why they were terminated but we're bringing oh, them back so uh, we're going to do that <laughs> they're bringing them back in polk form i guess <laughs> yes um but essentially if you are a rich fuck and you want to avoid paying taxes these things are great the first way i'll, I'll give you a bunch of ways you can do this through freeport First and pretty most well-known way is you can permanently store high-value individual items like um, art or something, paintings. Um, like extremely rare Pokemon cards. Yes, mm. uh, pogs uh, as well. Um, <laughs> goods can stay in these free ports indefinitely um, as they pogs. gain value over time. Like, you know, um, you, if you remember, like, the sums for all these Monets and, and expensive art have increased incredibly over the last 10 years. Um, as long as your painting is sitting in a free port, it doesn't have to pay any taxes over that over that uh, additional value. And even better, you can sell them to other people inside that free port as long as it stays there, and the sale does not incur a VAT payment. I mean, I'm just going. I know, I know, I've said it like twice at this point. I'm going to say it a third time. This is such bullshit. Right? Yes. It's just, it's, <laughs> uh, just paying 
millions of dollars or millions of euros or millions of pounds or whatever for an object in a vault that is technically nowhere yes so that you cannot pay the taxes on the thing that hasn't moved in like 20 years and that's yeah but far enough in the the future like all all of the world's economic activity is just going to be like a a few robots like that are left after the apocalypse (laughs) just like trading a Fabergé egg between themselves (laughs) (laughs) a fucking fucking spreadsheet that just copies and pastes the same cell over and over and over (laughs) again and then like somehow the number just gets bigger because reasons and that is the basis of an entire economy apparently yeah earth earth's just earth's just a uh, like a, a scorched rock hurtling through the cosmos but with a gdp of like 11 billion fabergé eggs <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually speaking of fabergé and that's when we, that's when we finally get admitted to the galactic federation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But essentially, it's, they, you can bring in your. Fa- but what you can do is, if you're the lawyer oh. of a very rich person, like um, uh, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, you can Arabia, get paid in Fabergé. Yes. <laughs> what you can do is, you can bring this stuff um, into a freeport on behalf of other people without needing to say who the owner of the box or who the owner of the Fabergé egg is. So a lawyer can, like, literally bring oh, in a suitcase what? full of Fabergé eggs. He doesn't have to say these are actually owned by Mohammed bin Salman. Oh, I laid these myself. <laughs> <laughs> and because of the weird way they're set up, because they are part of a country but not of a country, um, tax authority. Part of? I'm sorry, what? Part of a country but not of a country is. That sounds. That sounds like one of the questions they would ask on three, two, one. <laughs> Basically, you're saying these are embassies for the nation. Yes, pretty much. That's about about it. Um, And currently, um, even the Swiss tax authority, they can only ask for (laughs) information. Even the Swiss tax authority has gone, hey, that's a bit much. (laughs) Globally speaking, um, no tax authority can go to like the the one in Geneva or the one in Luxembourg or the the, the next one in London and say, "Who, who owns... You know, like there's 200 uh, uh, boxes there. Who's the owner of which box? They cannot ask the Freeport to give up that information because they're not technically inside the customs zone. So the only way you can crack open one of these things and and find like right. the stolen. I've got a I've got a question. Is the hotel is the hotel from John Wick it Freeport? <laughs> Probably. It would not surprise me. <laughs> That's why everything costs one yeah. doubloon. <laughs> The doubloons are actually Fabergé egg tokens. <laughs> but yeah, so the only way you get to open one of these things and see like whether or not shit that's been stolen, for example, is in there, is if you can prove to the Freeport, which is a corporation, by the way, that you that you know specifically what box it is you want to open. Like you already need to know what is inside the box before you can ask anybody to open it. This is this is a fucking um, quantum yeah, theory yes, experiment, but yes. finance. You can know it's only possible to know how many fucking Fabergé eggs are in a box if you collapse <laughs> the waveform and then by observing it. If you, it's a game show. If you manage to guess right, then the person has to pay taxes. But if you guess wrong, you, you get a dusty bin <laughs> yeah. as a consolation prize. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's literally literally a shell game. 
You know, where you've got the three shells on the board and you're moving them around and you're going, oh, tax man, can you pick the right one? Which one has the revenues? Oh, I'm sorry. No, we're going to get sued. The thing is, though, the thing is, though, you're making this sound all like clever and like competent and everything. And I bet everyone involved is just a roaring <laughs> fucking buffoon. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I bet that like, the tax man, like, the tax man knocks at their door and they weren't <laughs> expecting them until, like, the next day and they're just trying to, all these lawyers are just trying to cram Fabergé eggs in the cupboard under the sink. Freeports are to tax revenues as international waters are to children. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and the actors are the same. <laughs> Ted Heath's Fabergé, Fabergé egg wasp. Man, the, the Freeport and Little St. James must be fucking wild. <laughs> By the way, um, <sighs> because much like yachts, Freeports on the international rules are not financial institutions, and therefore they don't have to give out any information for any reason for tax purposes to the US authorities, EU authorities, UK authorities, or basically any authority in the world, because under the international rules that govern finance, these things are not financial institutions. They are just warehouses this is just this is actually just a fucking club of people yes who have read the freeman on the land bullshit and just went well if we all see and it. had enough money to make it real i tell you the next time i get stopped by the police i'm definitely claiming to be a yeah. fabergé egg <laughs> it, it's, it's just cal- calvin ball but yeah. fabergé egg yeah and the, the reason okay. may, most people use art um is because it's the easiest form because a police duly, generally don't know what they're looking at <laughs> <laughs> because uh, PC plod who got who got D and GCSE art GCSE art can't recognise a fucking pearl, pearl, girl yeah. with a pearl earring. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter anyway though, because you could literally like just like get someone to like draw a knob on like this, on a school textbook and then just claim that was art. That is like art. art's just a fucking racket. You could just have all the, all the containers be empty and claim that they're like original first pressings of that fucking four thirty three thing. The thing is, the thing is though that Jamie's right. The boxes could fucking be empty. Yeah, in, I was about it, to it, say, <laughs> like, they, they, for all we know, they could be empty, and we don't like legally. It's in a box in a freeport, but who? If you can't actually open them to check, then how do you know yeah, they're not actually? Each, each each of these boxes contains an approximate art zone. <laughs> Uh, within which art may or may not be contained. Maybe, and... maybe that giant like floating trash island in the middle of the Pacific is all art. It was just cheaper so... to just like sling it all, sling it all into the ocean than it was to like actually store it. Uh, wow! What if what if the Freeport was made out of the art? Can I uh, can I add a little bit further to this, um, Jamie? You were asking about well, what's stopping you? Just like would it would it surprise you to know that the art world and the money laundering world are very? Oh, we are going to get into this. No. <laughs> All right. I'll um, shall we just give you an example of how this shit works in in practice? Just the ghost of podcast future over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're trading in joke futures. Yes. That's what this is. <laughs> Anyway, this is a short story about a painting called Seated Man with a Cane. Um, <laughs> painted, painted by... What, what, an, what an evocation yes, of emotion um, that brings. By... Is, is, is this about that GQ cover with uh, Captain Shaq Panther? <laughs> Damn it, Jamie, you beat me to the joke. Uh, pretty much. Um, it's painted by Modigliani in 1918. Oh, um, and this is how it moved around. 
Um, the Namad family, which is a well-known family of art dealers, and they are said to own the biggest collection of Picasso, private collection of Picassos in the entire world outside the Picasso Oh, You see, family. I'm already disappointed with this because when you said this is how it moved around, I imagined the story was going to involve mechanical yeah. legs. <laughs> well, I thought it would involve the cane. And all the, all the Picasso <laughs> paintings they own, which is a big collection, um, are supposedly kept in the Freeport in Geneva, um, so nobody can ever see them, just to appreciate and value, and wait for the right moment to sell. See, this is this is why this is why I, you should, everyone should just go and rob these places because they'd never notice it was gone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like if you just went except, and it all, except when it comes up for sale, um, because in 2011 um, they became involved in a Nazi-related restitution claim over this painting. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Of course, uh, which was the painting was um, bought for 3.2 million US dollar at a US auction in '96 by a company called the International Art Center or IAC, registered in Panama by Mossack Fonseca, our friends from the Panama Papers. When it came up for our auction, uh, a living relative of the original Jewish dealer who was forced to sell it in 1944 um, challenged that the painting wasn't owned by the International Art Center, uh, which was alleged but not proven to be owned by the Namad family because it's registered in Panama, and Panama doesn't tell you who the owners of any company are. Um, so the brothers denied owning the painting or having any relationship with International Art Center Incorporated, and only after six years, when all this came out by, by accident through the Panama Papers, it did come out that they had owned um, the Panama-based company for 20 years and that they actually had to give the painting back. So this is how these things are, are used in uh, in real life. I love, I love how just uh, fundamentally at its core, all of this shit is blatantly, highly, incredibly yeah, illegal. If, if you and, and I try to do is, this, yeah. As, as, as a result of, uh, you know... <laughs> Nazi persecution of the Jews in the 1940s, of course. Of course, of course, that's how this has all happened. Why wouldn't apart it from anything else? Way? I mean, you know, the biggest oh, collection look. of Picassos in the world. I mean, you can have whatever opinion you like about him as an artist, but like, there is a reason to say they should be hung in a museum, a free museum, where people can see it, you know, instead of sitting in a basement, a climate controlled basement, waiting to appreciate in value, which is just mad as well. That's if that's if they even have it though, because like, it, it could just be an empty box no. until somebody opens it up. It's Schrodinger's Picasso. <laughs> See, I'm just I'm beginning to think that there's a really good comedy you could do, of like a you know a heist crew breaking into one of these crack facilities and they get in there and like they open the crate and there's nothing there. I mean, it's not like they can like what can we do with that? Because technically they shouldn't be there and it's <laughs> illegal box. that they're there. Just box upon box of uh, Whistler's mother as done by Mr. <laughs> yeah, like No, but the reason we know that there is shit in there um, is a lot of fuckery has gone on because in, they the, said in, that in as... the most famous of these free ports, which is the one based in Geneva, which is of, it's nearly 200 years old now. Um, it has 230 unique, I don't know, tenants, people who hire space there. It's mainly firms, but also individuals. And it is quite probably the largest storage facility of museum quality art in the world. So even bigger than the Museum of Modern Art, the British Museum, anything. Um, and you were talking, James, earlier about the, the, the art fraud. The biggest share owner in this is a Swiss guy called Yves Bouvier. 
He also, by the way, owns the Singapore and Luxembourg free ports, um, which makes him a good guy. And he was arrested in 2015 on suspicion of fraud through a through sale of works of art at inflated prices to Dmitry Ryboloblev, the billionaire Russian owner of the Monaco Football Club. And um, what he, and yep. um, what he, cool. uh, uh, specifically the crime that he was accused of um, was that he had sold, uh, had, he had misrepresented his own role uh, in selling um, this Russian oligarch two billions worth of art pieces um, that were actually valued properly at one billion, and you, then using more offshore companies to disguise that he'd made nearly a billion, defrauding this Russian oligarch Monaco football club owner. I like how the, the reason this guy got caught is because he tried to con a guy who was rich yes. himself. <laughs> 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 it's like, it's like, if, he, if he tried to defraud a state, whatever, but a billionaire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, or no, cannot be this, having that. This lawsuit, by the way, is simultaneously bits and pieces of it either is or, or were going on simultaneously in Singapore, the United States, London, Switzerland, and I think Bahrain. So there's five lawsuits of this Russian oligarch. Oh, Bahrain, of course. You've got, you've yep, got to have yep, Bahrain yep, in yep, there yep. somewhere. You've got to get your little, you know, you've got, got to get all of your horrific slave-like conditions crammed in yeah. alongside Singapore. But the only Fantastic. reason we know that this guy owns boxes is because he did a public lawsuit wherein he admitted that he had one of these boxes. Most of the of the actual owners, which is known as an, as when 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 he admitted that he owned these boxes, did they just like wink out of existence <laughs> or some shit? <laughs> I'm just I'm sorry, I'm just picturing Noel Edmonds suing the banker. Upon admitting he owned them in court, he got mysterious. Yeah. So essentially, <laughs> but re- realistically, nobody knows who actually ultimately is the real owner of the paintings or the boxes or anything because the freeport is not obliged in any jurisdiction by any legal means to say who they are who owns them and then even if you <laughs> didn't know who owns them the chance is extremely high that they're owned by an offshore company based in panama or another jurisdiction that will never tell you their names so there's like layers upon layers of nobody knows who it is unless you are the actual person who owns it and has control over these 12 shell corporations. And remember, remember, if you try and do some journalism to show who owns this shit, they blow up your car. Um, And it's estimated that there's about 1.2 million pieces of art in storage at a value that has been, by sort of consortiums of journalists that have tried to get into this thing, been estimated to be somewhere around 85 billion pounds in value. Sitting in a couple of square hectares outside the airport in Geneva. Ah, oh, it was a mistake. <laughs> but we do know some things that are in there because it will, would it surprise you to know that um, the Geneva Freeport and its storage facilities have been the subject of a number of art-related scandals? <laughs> a number of art-related scandals. It just makes it sound like it's just salacious well, it's, pictures. It, of it, it, it almost is. It, um, in 1995, uh, two boxes were cracked open that were proven to be linked to an international network of looted antiquities and uncovered uh, 3,800 museum-quality pieces that had been illegally exca- excavated in Italy um, and were displayed in several museums, including the U.S. Getty Museum and the New York City Metropolitan Museum, who were implicated in buying stolen art um, 
from shell companies. <laughs> you see, the phrase the phrase museum quality doesn't strike me as particularly useful because I've seen some shit in museums <laughs> that was just fucking atrocious. They're like, oh, this is like a fucking this is a spear and it's just like a rusty fucking bit of but it could be a trowel or something. Do you know what I mean? Just a piece of rusty metal. And they're like, oh, this is very important. It doesn't look it. Um, <laughs> it's fucking falling apart. Yeah. Like oh this this was like some some rich da- rich guy was buried in this in like the in the fucking in back in the old days and it's just like a fucking well, tea you, towel with some well, holes. You, you in say it. this, but in, Jamie, in two thousand three, uh, Swiss police cracked open another set of boxes and uncovered two hundred stolen Egyptian treasures, including several mummies. <laughs> they broke into a fucking pyramid. I was a bit disappointed in what we were really considering to be an art-related scandal at first, because my idea of an art-related scandal is somebody getting on the number nine bus, pulling their cock out and saying, I'm fucking Banksy. <laughs> See, I'm just picturing Jamie now fucking tooling up to like the sarcophagus of Tutankhamun and going... All right, grand. It's a giant bread bin. I don't see what's like so impressive about it. To be totally honest, a bit gaudy, like. Well, I mean, if you if you get down to it, like a, you know, a jeweled sarcophagus is really just a fucking fancy skip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie, are you going to be buried in a skip? <laughs> a I hope golden so. skip. I've got a, a be... Fabergé wheelie bin. <laughs> <laughs> Now, for real though, there's a um, there's a place there's a place near us that does um, like they've got in in the window they've got a, a wicker coffin, one with a Union Jack on, and one with a, like a bottle of wine painted on the lid. And after having seen that, just fucking fly tip me to be honest. Like I don't, I don't give a shit. Don't be silly. We'll give you a burial at sea in your front yeah. garden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm just enjoying the image of us all just saluting Jamie's body, just like face down on his lawn when the torrent just starts pouring from overhead. Yeah, and just solemnly turning to his wife. It's what just the neighbor, the neighbors like the neighbors standing like looking over the fence, tutting because they've got like acres full of dry fish. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, oh. back to the Freeport into. Th- Freeports. Are we, st- are we still talking about these? In 2013, um, they cracked open another box after an international investigation um, and found a number of items from the uh, ancient site of Palmyra, which is in Syria, uh, and had been presumably sold by ISIS oh, wow. um, through a network of illegal art trading and were on its way through the pre- Freeport uh, into Qatar and the Emirates. I bet you can pick up some real bargains at a boot sale that ISIS are hosting, though. <laughs> Yeah, but the, yeah, the customer service policies just aren't what you want. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, just coming away with like I'm you just, know a, a bunch pic- of a bunch of ancient relics and some rocket launchers. <laughs> I'm just picturing I'm just picturing the ISIS equivalent of cut me own throat dibbler from Pratchett's books. <laughs> just cut your throat dibbler. Um, so yeah, and the last bit uh, in 2016, they crack open yet another uh, bigger facility belonging to a UK dealer, um, which held thousands of pieces of stolen Roman and Etruscan artifacts, valued at hundreds of millions of pounds. And the dealer had hid them from um, his partner's family. His partner had died, and he'd hidden them from uh, the executors of the partner's will and tried to make off with hundreds of millions of artifacts and store them in the Freeport so he didn't have to show that he had them. 
and that's how Jamie ends up going to the going to the museum and seeing a rusty spear yes, and being mad about it. Yeah, all the all the good stuff's <laughs> in a fucking shed somewhere yeah. that that may or may not exist. <laughs> so um, obviously, since all of this, um, even the Swiss have put some limits on it, but not that many. Even the Swiss. <laughs> oh, I, love, I love the idea. Yeah, even the Swiss <laughs> yeah. have gone all. Oh no! So, can't be yeah, even the that. Swiss have decided there should be at least some regulations on quantum Fabergé egg warehouses. Uh, so now there's a um, six-month time limit for storage, but the this time limit can be extended indefinitely at the discretion of the Swiss customs agents. Um, and owners must now also the like who actually owns the piece must be registered. But they will also take the name of the shell company based in the Cayman Islands, uh, so you don't have to uh, it actually do anything. So this thing is still like a black hole with money and art and valuables and black market dealings in it. But um, do you want to know? Do you want to know another reason why that six month limit is total bullshit? Go ahead, because I love this. Um, they just ship it between three. Parts. Oh yeah. Hmm. So it's like, oh, it's five months. Well, load up the plane and fly these valuables to another warehouse in another country where they'll sit for X period of time and then we'll rotate. But obviously, them back. like even even in our like thoroughly corrupt, stupid world, um, like the US, the EU, they're all sort of cracking down on these free ports because they know there's like giant amounts of tax revenue they're missing out on. So there's like only ten of these Geneva like free ports left in the world. Until now, because the UK is opening seven more. And who wants to bet that they'll be very properly regulated? That's not a bit I'd take, <laughs> frankly. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking about free ports now, and I'll leave the last word to the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak. As we embrace new opportuni- opportunities as an independent trading nation, we want to deliver lasting prosperity to the British people, and free ports will be key to delivering this. At what, at what point has... A person who earns less than £100,000 a year been involved in any of this? Literally at what point? Where? Where has that person been involved anywhere? The closest we come is the guy who sells the fucking hot dogs at the airport. (laughs) Our new free ports will create national hubs for trade, innovation and commerce, levelling up communities across the UK, creating new jobs and... Not the North. Hang on, 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 hang on. These are explicitly not within Britain. You can't call them national hubs if they're not actually part well, of Britain. On British soil, they're just not of Britain. Theresa May can have them up because these places yeah. are technically nowhere. Yes. Why are the only successful anarchist communes owned by the filthy rich? That's what I want to know. No nations, no states, but it's only for fucking art. God damn it. Socialism, but with oligarchic <laughs> characteristics. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's Freeports, and that's part of the UK strategy to deliver turbo growth to um, the whole country when you finally set yourself free from the chains of the European Union and its many, many financial regulations that make this shit pretty much impossible these days. Yeah, but we're going to level up the regions, though. <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> it'll, be like, uh, it'll be like Steam profile level. Yeah. Yeah, but we're only going le- to level up regions that are of Britain, not in Britain. It, when they say they're going to level up the regions, it's going to be like when your dad plays an RPG on the playstation or something and he levels up but he just doesn't know that he's supposed to go in and actually spend the skill points on anything (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so that's oh, um, that's the vegetables. Now, I did promise you um, some presents because it's about time for uh, Christmas. And I think, you know, m- me not, but maybe other people and maybe people who listen to this. I mean, don't don't blow all your Christmas-related material yet. It's, it's only the second week of December. Well, I mean, but this is the time to get your shopping done. So what I've done is I've... Um, Gone to the done your shopping. I've gone shopping for you. Well, at least I've gone Christmas gift picking, and I have a get Christmas gift present. <laughs> shopping in the marketplace of ideas. Yes, in in <laughs> so many ways. Um, so what I've done is I've gone to the uh, web shops of both Labour and the Conservatives, and I've picked out some presents for you. Oh no! <laughs> so you get a present each. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Um, I'm <laughs> um, I'm gonna put a. Copy of the picture uh, for each of your presents in the chat, um, just so you can have a look at how glory it is. Uh, David, you get to go first. Um, for you, I so have good. brought the following. It is a Scottish Labour lanyard, which I think you need. Oh, good. <laughs> yes, that, that encapsulates exactly the worst kind of person in Scotland, the Scottish Labour lanyard. Yes, and I thought... Fuck's sake. <laughs> I've never been able to picture what David's kryptonite looks like <laughs> until this point. <laughs> oh, tell me, how, I, I know it's a bit gauche to ask. You this at David and he just shrivels up. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, the, the only thing I could really ever use one of them for would be fucking strangling <laughs> myself. Um, I know it's a bit gauche to ask, right, but how much did this Christmas present well, cost? Well, they are 100% polyester, so you have to factor that into the price. Um, but... Of course. Um, magically, they do cost only uh, two quid each, apart from posting. Two quid well, apart there from posting. There you postage. go, David. There you go. There right. you go, David. There's your, there's your autoerotic asphyxiation aid sorted for the next year. Yes, definitely, yeah. I'd say don't kink shame, but please do kink shame anyone that wears one of these. But, David, if you wish to receive it in uh, your box at the Geneva Freeport, it's only 167 because you wouldn't have to pay the VAT. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, now, I did a... Is that, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is that where Scottish Labour is keeping all their talent? Is that why Scottish <laughs> Labour is the way it is? <laughs> Turns out it's actually just an empty yeah. box they were promised it existed. Now, for, for generally no reason whatsoever, but I just wanted to show it off and I couldn't figure out which one which one of us was the most likely to have uh, children. Um, and I... Was I picked Alistair for no good reason whatsoever? So I mean, oh, okay. I, I'm pretty sure I have on like several occasions mentioned that I do have. Yeah, a child. but this is not. This is for this is for for young dads. This is for future dads, and I have picked Alistair right, to, you, to get it. You're just gonna have to wait for your present, young man. Sit down, granddads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Learning that Jamie's becoming fertile on the podcast by me, Jim. <laughs> <Robert. laughs> If you ask Captain Tom to shuffle over on his wee seat, he might have a space for yeah. you. So anyway, if he um, hasn't, if he hasn't shat himself to death, <laughs> um, Alistair, uh, this is for you and for the child for your future child. Oh boy! Oh, oh nice, sake, nice. Oh wow, <laughs> that's extremely cursed energy. Uh, do, is, yeah. do you do you want me to yes, re- describe do. the thing that you've just shared with me? It is it is a like a, a small onesie for a for a baby uh that says I'm a labour gain on it, um in I don't know what font it is. It's not Comic Sans at least. Um yeah, great. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd say that's that's an aggressive comic sans. Tragic sans. <laughs> Tragic sans. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, a baby is a natural Tory, you see. I don't know about that. I will, not, I mean... I will not elaborate on that, and I will not be taking questions. <laughs> um, James, oh. for you, because we've been talking about art, and you are a lover of fine art, and I know, know that, I went to the uh, Conservative Party website, and I have picked out this for you. Oh. <laughs> I, just give me a second. <laughs> Remember to look grateful when you receive a gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially remember to look grateful when you receive a gift in an entirely auditory like medium. <laughs> I just um I'm just I'm just like my eyes are just fixated. So, uh, dear listener, it is a picture frame containing an image. And this image is divided into four quadrants, and the four quadrants are each filled with a different conservative political figure. <laughs> And um, they're done in a poster, rasterized kind of style. And top right, we have Winston Churchill. Bottom left, we have Boris Johnson. Bottom right, we have Margaret Thatcher. And top right, I am desperately trying it's to Disraeli. remember who that is. It's, uh, it's Norman Tebbit after he was pulled out of that, like, bombing. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's got the right facial expression. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh. oh, Jesus can't help me now. <laughs> no. Oh, can't believe we get Norman Tebbit's cum face <laughs> on the pod finally. My, oh. like, so, who would actually hang this on the Depraved people. Young Tories. Like, I don't, I just don't. That's Young Tory fodder, yeah. if I've ever is. seen it. it. That is, that is, that is, is Young like... Tory shit. If ever there was something that deserves to be locked away in a vault it's, and unseen, it's young Tories. <laughs> I'll be honest, right? Yeah, but... it, it is a bold take on the political compass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Winston Churchill, authoritarian, right? Yep, that checks out. Uh, Margaret libertarian. Thatcher, um, libertarian, libertarian right? right? If you if you remember what she did with you know yeah. all of the all of the shenanigans yeah, going on in yeah. her cabinet, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Boris Johnson as libertarian left. Well, I mean, they are saying he's doing a lot of kind of crazy stuff with his, his spending policy, and then Disraeli as liber- uh, sorry as authoritarian left. Um, yeah, definitely it's um. Hmm. Do you know what I think this is? I think this is this is the whole picture is itself the top right of a political compass. <laughs> I just subdivided it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely yeah it's a it's a political fractal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I wouldn't want to zoom in on Thatcher then. Jesus. Uh, this is part of the uh, Conservative Party's special subsection for Christmas. So this is in, actually intended by the Tory Party for people to give to each other for Christmas. So right, Rob, um, how much? it well, I mean, it, it's in, of course, in in the ideas that it represents, it's priceless. Okay, you can't price no. art. I get it, but how much are they <laughs> selling it for? Twenty nine ninety nine, excluding postage, and it's all yours. Twenty nine ninety nine, excluding postage. Yeah. Jesus now, fucking Christ! That honestly seems cheap Bargain. for some bullshit on the Tory website. <laughs> Well, it's it's what I've done, uh, Jamie, for you, uh, because you know I I, I thought we we oh. should make an effort. <laughs> and all I want, all I want for Christmas is an end to this fucking section of the podcast. Quite frankly, this is fucking interminable. <laughs> but what I have for you is this, and it is uh, the most valuable of all the gifts. 
It is a collection of five mugs with all the pictures and autographs of every Tory prime minister since the party was founded. And, and what is that, a screenshot for ants? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it's, great. Oh, hang on. that That's a collection. It is. You've, you've fucking locked it, out here. It is. A five-mug set featuring every one of our prime ministers it was a co- I'm glad you pointed out it was a collection because I was really struggling to work out how that mug had, like, <laughs> it must have had, like, three different handles to fit all of that on. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm looking at it, and on the bottom left, it's got Sir Edward Heath. Is that Richard Nixon at the top right? <laughs> no, it's... Uh, That's Jesus. Anthony Eden. It's Jesus. In between bouts of being off his tits. That is the spit of fucking uh, Richard Nixon, though, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Oh, cracking. But yeah, not only do you get the mugs there, you get some coasters to go with it, featuring four of our most iconic leaders, even though it's a five-coaster set, right? And our premium <laughs> Land of Hope and Glory tea towel. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Like... I love saccharine nationalism. The, yeah. It's great. Isn't it? This isn't nationalism. This is this is a cursed level. <laughs> like, Self-aggrandizing. Yeah. Oof. No, I mean the fucking hope of land of hope and glory. Tea I towel. almost bought, uh, you know, selected the land of hope and glory tea towel as a separate item for one of you, but then I saw it was included in the package. But if you want to get a good look at it, here it is. Oh, lovely! In, and that's that looks... costs ninety nine pounds and ninety five. Yes, pounds. the whole set with the five mugs. So, and it said it says as best I can tell, Lana of Hop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, for the sake of our listeners, it's in the same font as those live a love laugh kind of yeah. inspirational kind of things. Um, Land hope glory. <laughs> yeah. Oh fucking hell! Um, for for anyone curious about wanting to see this without having to go on the fucking horrible website, um, just check at Praxis Cast where we are listening to this, and you'll see all the images and the yeah, we'll post it in thread. the tweet thread underneath the uh, the episode. That does, like, I swear to God, that really does have the energy of, like, the live, love, laugh of, like, the the conservative version of, kind of, Jess Phillips's home, essentially. Oh, that's a cost <laughs> fucking energy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Karen, if she was a uh, full-throated Thatcherite. Yeah, mm. essentially. The worst thing is, I couldn't find an official shop uh, for the Lib Dems, because I really wanted to see what they had, but... It's just yeah. a milk shop, mate. <laughs> it's, just, it's just pound stretcher. <laughs> And, you know, I I bought this for myself because I thought I couldn't exclude myself. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mug. It's got, it's a cheap mug. It's got, like, a printed kind of decal on it. Like the, like the kind you would buy back. with normal island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It, it really does look like some of our tat merchandise. Except, yeah. um, and it's got, like, a, it's like a blue background with, like, what looks like a wall, except three parts of a wall being replaced with words. And it's build, build, builders tea, with a conservatives logo yeah, underneath. It, <laughs> you, yours for the uh, low, low price of three Fabergé eggs and a small Bodigliani. Am I missing some context for why that says build, build, builders tea? Because build, build, build was on their oh. moronic slogans. Uh, oh, was it? All right, that must yeah, have that build. must have mercifully passed me by <laughs> until now. No, it was a whole uh, build back yeah. Britain thing. I thought it was like roll, roll, roll your boat. <laughs> <laughs> build, build, build as tea. 
Conservative yeah. Party conference? Something like that. I don't know. Anyway, um, so that's well, it. Rather my... than spend any of your money on that, Tat, why not go to teespring.com forward slash those forward slash PraxisCast, and if you want a mug, you can get a Controls on Pasokification. Which mug. are much nicer. and Much nicer, and all money will go towards... <laughs> Uh, I think I've just got the the, the, the pod solicitor is on the phone again. Uh, we must disclaimer: money will not go to. However, however, we will pay fucking tax on it. <laughs> yeah. Unless you come to collect it in person and from a free port near you soon. Oh, yeah, keep Jamie in biscuits. Come on, get buy mug. Yeah, buy one. Buy one of those charity shirts we did with the Tory Big Dinners thing on, because like so far that charity's getting about fucking twelve quid out of me at the end of this month. <laughs> yes, do that instead. Yeah, do some actual good instead of buying this horrendous tap. I am just kind of now picturing us like you talked about the man in the little kind of you know hot snacks van, you know, taking up his his wheels and moving down the road and like plonking himself in the uh, freeport. I'm just picturing. <laughs> Sorry, just picking up his wheels. That's not how a that's not how a van works. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just. <laughs> Jamie has an important port of, point of order to Sorry. raise. <laughs> well, fuck you, then. I was going to do a joke, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I've got brain damage from that fucking Tory mug. I'm just literally all that's going around in my head now is build, build, builders tea gently down the street. <laughs> merrily, 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 merrily. This episode was David Spielberg. Hey. <laughs> oh. Well, that's as good a place uh, to leave it as any else. Yeah, that's as good a place as any to pick up our wheels, <laughs> carry them down the road. <laughs> I do love being mocked on my verbal dyspraxia when it just occasionally kicks in like this, but sure. Oh, oh fucking hell. Right. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, all right. Um, we will probably be back next week, I guess. <laughs> Maybe if... Um, <laughs> if we can be bothered. If, we can, if we're able. All right, da- David, David's going to die if we don't end this, like, now. Yeah, that's true. Oh. All right. Yeah. Well, goodbye. Right. Goodbye, everyone. See you later, folks. All right, catch you later. Build, 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 build,